Good morning, Australia. Good evening, America. Welcome back to Radio Tony. This is a conversation with Kez, and we have an amazing guest today who I'll tell you about in a moment. But listening live online on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch is the wonderful Peo in the Philippines ready to respond to any of your comments, answer any of your questions, and send you links from everything we talk about today, including any offers that our guests have. Just a reminder, if you miss anything on the show, the easiest way to catch up is jump onto RadioTony.com and look for our information that will send you links to all our guests, including the glorious Kez Wickham St. George. A reminder too that the replays of the live shows are available on Binge TV networks across the United States and also on the Tony TV app on all Roku, LG, Samsung, smart TVs across the planet. and. My amazing co-host for this show is Kez Wickham St. George, an international best-selling author in her own right and just about to release the next instalment of her trilogy. I hope I've got that right. Um, I'll have to ask her about that in a minute. But our (laughs) guest today is the beautiful Jennifer Sharp. Jennifer is the founder of Daisy Lane Publishing and Mindset Magic confidence and wellness coaching. She's on a mission to support as many as she can living their life fully with positive intentions to assist them with publishing their story along the way. Jennifer is a leader in the publishing industry and has published award-winning authors. She has assisted many with telling their stories of success globally, whether it be in business, life, or from their imagination. She's created coaching and mentoring programs that develop the writer's confidence in themselves and strategies to help them stay confident within themselves in all areas of their lives. Jennifer is also passionate about children's picture books and poetry, bringing to life stories that deal with trauma, displacement, homelessness, separation, domestic violence, and language learning. In a previous life, she was an early years teacher and a literacy mindset coach and linguist. Today, she is lover of both cats and dogs, serving them 24 hours a day whilst drinking too much coffee and more coffee than she cares to admit. Welcome to the show, Kez and Jennifer. How are you? I'm well, thank you, Tony. Fantastic. Now, Kez, it is the trilogy. It's the third in a series you're next book isn't it trilogy have I got that wrong? yes yeah no 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 trilogy and um <clears throat> i sent my last book off to <coughs> the editor who was going over the last 10 chapters which i added and um she's proofreading for me yeah so I it's all it, i sent it off and you know it's the craziest thing. I just felt so lonely because my lead character oh, died. I know. I felt. Oh. I went around the house thinking, "What do I do? What do I do?" <laughs> oh, there's an, so, yeah. there's more books in there. There's <laughs> it won't be long before that wonderful creative mind of yours develops something else. Um, which leads us to our wonderful guest today, Jennifer Sharp from Daisy, Lay, Daisy Lane Publishing. I love the name. What inspired mm. you to create Daisy Lane Publishing, Jennifer? 
I always love this question because I love answering it because it has a special place in in my heart. Um, Daisy Lane stems from my grandparents. Um, When I was young, we did that obligatory Sunday night roast at my grandparents' house. And Mm -hmm. we would always, we'd pull up out the front and we'd walk down their drive to the back door because that's where the kitchen and dining room was. On either side of the drive were daisy bushes and my grandfather kept them because they were my grandmother's favourite flower. And I would always Aww. pick her one. They're mostly white with the, the spattering of other colours in. And so I'd pick her a couple and, and go in and give them to her. So it, it, it's a very sentimental thing for mm-hmm. me. And also what I enjoyed more than Grandma's roasted dinner was I would run in the door and my grandfather would be sitting at the end of this great big table, which to me as a little girl it was a great big table, and I'd jump on his knee and he would read to me. I didn't know back then what I know now in that he was actually illiterate. He couldn't read. He was making the story up, (gasps) pretending to read. So he was a storyteller. So he had all these books. And I didn't know he was just reading, you know, made out he was reading to me and, and telling me these stories. And so, yeah, all those factors, he instilled in, in me the, this love of story and, you know, the daisies, the love of family. Mm. And, mm. Um, and I guess that flowed on to me becoming a teacher and teaching in the early years, that, that passion once again for mm. story. And in my own writing. And I think when I created Daisy Lane Publish, it was very much in, in honour of, of him and my grand, grandmother. Yeah. It's just beautiful yeah. memories Aww. I have. Mm. Yeah. Mm. What a lovely That's story. Gorgeous. Thank you, Jennifer. Yeah. I'm going to hand over to Kez for the next okay. question. Jennifer, you are a coach and a mentor, but is there a yep. specific genre? that you, um, what is it you really, really love to get your teeth into? Oh, gosh. There's no specific genre. but I love all works. Um, that There's not much that I don't particularly read. Um, and I'm really open to work that's diverse. You know, I've published everything from poetry to books on fostering and parenting and um, young adult fiction. I think you've read one of them, um, yes. Amanda's first book in a young yes. adult series and, yeah. yeah, The Bars of Birch Tree Hall. So I have a, a diverse range um, so I can really sink my teeth into anything. Um, love romance, love a touch of romance. Um so yeah, I, I guess just I'm open to anything. Just and I'm not I'm not afraid to take on anything that, that can be really diverse and controversial, as my last book was. We <laughs> have know, to it, talk, Jennifer. <laughs> yeah, it is. And that's that's one of the reasons why I took it on because I, I knew the author had something to say. Mm. The author was scared to put it out there. But it has opened up a whole new world, not only mm. 
for the author but for the audience you know yeah. and and it's been wonderful and and I kind of knew that would happen but the author didn't so that was a beautiful thing to see the author go yeah. oh I didn't realize they'd respond you know you've always got your naysayers but mm. you know 80 percent 90 percent were like wow thanks for doing that you've made me think and well you know okay that's why we do it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he, he's got this good conversation started. Yeah, yeah. Tony, Can you tell us more about this commercial book. Um, yeah, I can. It's um, by Michael Ray. Um, I have his permission to talk about it. I asked a few of them in case they came up. Um, it's a book on parenting. Is <laughs> Uh, a single dad became a dad later in life at 49. His daughter's now nine and um, he's very, very much written from the heart. It's his account of being a single dad in a female world of mothering with, uh, you know, a daughter, you know, mm. that dad-daughter factor and the obstacles he's come up against Mm. Um, in the playground and taking photos and, you know, he's been accused of, why are you yeah. taking a photo of that girl? Oh, she's mine, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. and, and he yeah. has to constantly explain himself and he advocates, um, you know, for gender equality now and he talks a lot about gender equality because he has come up against so many obstacles as a parent, um, as a father, that, you know, it's been wonderful that he's instigated these conversations. His books even made it to Parliament. He had, he had a minister. Um, it was a gender equality debate. Um, yeah. Mm. And his book was presented in Parliament and, and a passage of it read out, which was a wonderful thing. Um, yes. So, yeah, he, he's opened up this whole world and... and People have just gone, yeah, thank you for doing this, you know, and, and not just men who are single dads but also women, you know, who can see his perspective, yeah. So, yeah, while he was oh, quite, well he was feeling really vulnerable about putting it out there. Absolutely. But now he's, like, really glad that he has, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's been awesome I, to do. Um, it's been awesome to see him. And he's a he's a lovely bloke. I've um, yeah. known Michael for a fairly long while now, and yeah. watched his journey. Yeah. Um, have interviewed him on um, on the show. So he's a genuinely wonderful human being. Yeah. Um, yeah. And raising a, a wonderful young woman as well. Yes. yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Charlie's lucky to have him. He's Definitely. just so open-minded and he, and he will take on and think about anything that's thrown at him and he can always see both sides of the story. He's not mm. judgmental and, and that's one yeah. of the beautiful yeah. things about him. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And that's one of the beautiful things about his book. I don't even have a copy with me here to show you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've just sent the last one off. I'm waiting for some more. Um, yeah, it's um, yeah, it is good. Um, 
But, yeah, that's one of the beautiful things about him telling his story. It's personal yes. but it's real. It's real life, yeah. And it's about time we heard from the male side of things what it is like to like to to raise a child on your own without a female. Yeah. Um, yeah. We don't often hear about it. We hear a lot about solo mums, uh, but, but we know about solo dads, but we don't often hear about the situation, what goes on. I mean, mm. asking why you're photographing your own daughter, we do understand why it's been asked because of danger, strange, and all the rest of yes. it, strange yes. danger, but um, it must mm. have, it's hard. It must be yeah. hard. When, yeah, you, yeah. when you love your little girl and you want to see her happy and post photos up and someone says, why are you doing this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he even, you know, he gets into the debate of um, having change tables in men's toilets. You know, they don't exist. Um, yes. That's not all shopping. I didn't like realize. A lot of shopping centres now have the parenting room. But he even, like you said, when Charlie was little and he had to go and change her if they were out, he would get questioned walking into the parents' room because it was the mother's thing to do and not, yes, not the father's. Yes. And so, yeah, constantly having to explain himself, it's, you know, I know he's certainly opened my eyes to, you know, mm. turning my thinking. Yes. You know, yes thinking yes. very differently. I, I had only ever seen things from my perspective mm. as a parent. Mm. And, and not from the man's perspective. So, yeah, it's, it's been really a really interesting journey. Yeah, would be. And you've also been featured in the Y magazine and it was yeah. showcasing your skills as a writer or as a publisher. What was it showcasing your skills as? Um, the Y mag was mostly as a publisher. Okay. Um, what I do, why I do it, um, how it's done. Um, all the reasoning behind, you know, going going through why I established Daisy Lane, um, you know, through to the kind of people that I help, what I publish. So it was showcasing me as a publisher, not so much as a writer, yeah. But you have written books. I have, yes, yes. <laughs> Mostly um, three picture books. Yeah, I love the way you giggle. Um, imagine and I'm just little they were yeah. all based on conversations with my grandchildren um, yeah I love the way you giggle was uh, my first grandchild my granddaughter um, it, it was based on her imagine was walking around um, bushland with my grandson and I'm just little was a combination of both of them, you know, just beautiful. And they, we were having a conversation about what they love the most, you know, and nice. yeah. it's, you know, I'm just little, but I love you more than whatever, oh. you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they're just like nice little stories. Yeah. Yeah. Well, nice. Yeah. Jennifer, do the yeah. grand. Do the grandchildren know that those books were, were written sort of about them? Um, yeah, they're only little, yeah. Um, my eldest they're still little, just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. My eldest has just turned eight. Um, the middle one is seven soon and then the, the other yeah. middle one is um, three. She's just turned three. But, yeah, I've, I've talked to them about it. They don't fully understand it yet. And I have the dedication <laughs> in the books to them, so it, it, yeah, it's yeah. very clear that... Um, 
So as they get older and we keep talking about it, they they have that understanding that, yeah, that this these books come from them, yeah. What a, what a legacy, lovely. though. I write about my grandson as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've just been thinking yeah. what an amazing legacy as the kids get older um, and yeah. and that book's always going to be there, which is the thing about books, yeah. isn't it? They're always, yes. there's a longevity to book. There's a longevity yes. to writing and storytelling that surpasses generations and now you yes. have something tangible that they look back and go, yeah. oh, Grandma wrote that or Nana. Yeah. Are you Grandma or Nana? I'm actually Genma. They call me Genma. Oh, how beautiful. <laughs> You know, when my uh, when my eldest was little, she couldn't quite get the grand out for grandma, but she could get the gen out. Yeah. Which my son had said to her, "Well, you know, let's try gen genma, like the beginning of my name." Um, yeah. And she could say that, so yeah. genma has just stuck. <laughs> so, oh, how beautiful! Beautiful, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm genma. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, that's lovely. lovely. That's really lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Um, Jennifer, I wanted to talk about your publishing process in relation yeah. to Daisy Lane and what's yeah. the process you take your uh, potential writers through. Yeah, okay. Um, when people contact me, we, we generally have a, a little bit of a, a discussion um, mm-hmm. And then I ask them to, you know, if we're comfortable with each other after chatting, I ask them to uh, send me a manuscript. And I make it very clear from the beginning that's not an automatic I'm going to do it. I've actually turned down mm. probably more than what I have published. Um, yeah. Because when I have that discussion with authors, when I ask them why they want to publish and why they want me to publish it, and this probably doesn't sound all that good, but if I'm not keen on their answers, you know, if if I don't feel that they they want to publish for the right yes. reasons, I will just yeah. go, I don't think you're quite right for me. Have you tried this person? Yes. And I'll send them yeah. off. Because it's a two-way street. So, um, yes. you know, I've got to be comfortable with them 100% and they have to be comfortable with exactly. me 100%. And, and if that's not, you know, if there's that little bit of hesitation, it's like, no, sorry, like, you know, maybe if you see this person or that person and I'll send them off in another direction. So yeah. they send their manuscript yeah. to me. Um, if all goes well, um, I offer them a contract and, um mm-hmm. They'll be go through the process of, um, you know, they write, they edit, edit and yeah. edit, edit through that editing and process. edit again and edit again. I love editing. <laughs> yeah, there's more hours in editing than there is in more hours in editing than there is actually writing it. Um, you know, you go through that whole process and cover design through to formatting um, until they eventually get a book in their hands. And, yeah, it, it's it's a very step-by-step process. Um, I keep them informed every step of the way. Um, mm. 
I, I guess authors pay me to manage their project. So Absolutely. it's very, you know, I'm very careful, even if it's just one little tiny thing, I might send them an email or a message, say, hey, I've done this, or this has been done, yeah. and this is the next step, just so they're totally informed the whole yeah. time of, of what's happening throughout the process. So it's kind of starts off traditional in the sense that they have to go through submitting their work and I'll either go yes yeah. or no, as traditional publishers do. But mm. if I take it on, um, it becomes that assistant publishing, yeah. And a lot of people like that because it gets a, their story out there so much more quickly. They're yeah. not, um, mm. you know, waiting that two, three, four years for their story to be heard. And and these days I think that's mm. quite vital. Um you know, even pre-COVID, yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say um, more and more we're seeing less of the traditional type yeah. of way that you used to publish books. So people yeah. would have a manuscript, they would submit it to hundreds usually of yeah. publishers. Someone would eventually pick it up and pay for the publishing and marketing, et cetera, et cetera. That seems to be less and less the way it happens. Is that yeah. my, is that a correct assumption? More and more people are yeah. taking the publication of their book into their own hands and yes. manage it in a self-published way or what we used yeah. to refer to as self-published. And yeah. I know when I went to publish my book, I thought, oh, gosh, is that a is that a Clayton's way to publish a book? But it's not seen that way, is it? No, not anymore. I think at one time there was a lot of stigma around, you know, the term yeah. self-publishing. Um, but I think these days, I mean, yes, people do want to get their work out there quickly. They do want to take ownership of it. Because a lot mm. of authors, writers are business people and they want that yes. that book to reflect their authority and give them credibility mm. for their businesses. Um, yeah. That, you know, that's really, really important. Um, so their writing is more, I mean, they're not only business people, but, you know, the writing yeah. is more taken more seriously where self-publishing going back years and anyone just used to do it, it used to be a bit second rate. But these days it's very, you know, everyone's really picky. It's very professional. Yeah, that's what I was looking for, professional. And it has to be professional and Mm -hmm. because it's out there and so much is online, so many more people see your work globally. It's not just, you know, around you anymore. It, mm. it, it, it's, mm. you know, globalisation. Um, it yeah. has to be professional. It has to be done 100% well. So, yeah, that, that stigma has gone from self-published to being, you know, a professional just as in the traditional sense. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, what you were saying is quite right, yeah. Mm. When people come to me with, um, when they when they say to me, what do I do, go to a publisher or self-publish, I always point out that I think self-publishing is quite hard. I really do. 
but I'm also one to say, oh, you, can you do this? That's lovely. You do it. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, don't, I just think self-publishing is a it's a it's a road. It it's very intense. It's extremely intense. Yeah, yeah. And it is. It is really intense. Um, but I think the advantages outweigh, you know, I think it's only the cost, Jennifer, that that there are advantages. Yeah. I mean, it costs to go through a partner, but, I mean, I I really don't know. um, Well, actually, I do know of a recent author that Tony and I interviewed, but it was, um, and it was a children's, um, it was a children's book on, on social activities during lockdown, stuff like that. But she's really gone really way out there to promote her book. but. Publishers yeah. promote when you uh, get a book going yourself and you um, publish it yourself. It's the hardest thing in the world. I mean, you've yeah. got to, we're all busy. Yeah. We're all very busy, especially since um, COVID. We've gone into lockdowns yeah. all over the place, so we are relying on the internet a lot. Yeah, um, and so we're busy. You know, we can't. We just can't say anymore. I'm sorry, I'm busy and not answering the call because they know you're home. So it's so it's um yeah. I just they don't. Well, what I found, I've had three publishers in the past fifteen years, and they have never taken me. Uh, they've always taken me to the places I wanted to go, which was publicly you know, getting known out there as, as a writer, as an author. Uh, and when you when you do it yourself, that's where you've got to go with your book if you want to make it. I mean, there, there's writing for all different reasons, but if you go yeah. with the publisher, it's, there you are, it's done. And I just think that's magic. Yeah, yeah, it is. To that, if you're thinking about writing a book, you're much better to go with a, a publisher like Daisy Lane, who's done it so often and knows the process so well that it adds, it lessens your angst. Because let's face it, writing a book, not everyone can do that. Not everyone, um, it, it's a big chunk of time and investment and um, as you said earlier, Jennifer, there's a vulnerability about releasing yes. your writing onto the world mm. stage. It, it's a scary place to, mm. um, when you were talking about Michael um, feeling, you know, vulnerable before the, I I still remember what that felt like when you're about to um, go, yes, publish um, and think, oh, my God, what have I done? <laughs> And Kez, I'm sure, can identify this with this as well because there's going to be opposing views to what you write. Some people are going to love it. Some people are not going to love it, and that's just the way it is. But if you have that burning desire to tell that particular story, then that's what you've got to go with because you're given that desire, you're given that intuition uh, to write, and Mm -hmm. so you don't want to deprive the world of that. That's right, yeah. Um, It's, yeah, there's so many factors involved in in writing your story, just as you explained. One thing I, or another thing I make really clear to authors who I work with is, you know, writing your story is just the beginning. 
mm-hmm. believe it or not, it's the easy part. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, <yeah. laughs> the editing makes it harder, but I always point out to them <laughs> the hardest part is once we send your book live and it's out mm-hmm. there, you have to help me do the PR yeah. and marketing. Yes. It's mm. not just the publisher anymore. It, it's even more so the author than the publisher these days. Yeah. And that's the hard part. Um, going out there, promoting your book everywhere you can possible, possibly take it, online, offline. You know, if you're lucky enough to be able to go to network meetings or, you know, take some copies with you, you've got to have it with you. You've virtually got to sleep with your baby 24 hours. It's with you constantly. So it doesn't matter where you are in the world, you've got it there, you've got to promote it, you know, Um, because sales, you know, there's not a lot of people who get wealthy from um, writing their story <laughs> from book sales, you know, by the time distributor takes some and printing yep. costs and, yeah. you yeah. know, the author gets very little. Um, and I make that very clear to authors and, and the majority that I've published just want their story told. They're not worried about that, which is wonderful. Yeah. But I make yeah. them understand that this is your hard work you're writing on the story, Um, even starting from scratch, even if it's just an idea we start with, that's the easy part is the marketing and PR. That's that's the hard hard slog. Yeah. You can actually be really creative with some of that marketing. I know um, I'm not (laughs) not so great at marketing my book now because I've got other things happening, but I remember when it was first published, um, I had copies with me uh, coming out of Melbourne and, you know, in the airports they have the little um, stands with uh, the the book. They have the book um, places and they have the bestseller stands. Well, I took down the bestsellers and put my books there under the bestseller sign and took photos. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. <laughs> I just wanted to cra- so I'm like sneaking around, making sure no one was watching and then I went, I took the photo, grabbed them back off and off I went again. <laughs> Oh, that is wonderful, Tony. (laughs) You can do anything. I never thought of that. I never thought of that, Tony. I'll have to do that one. Um, and and people said, "Oh my God, how you know that was a game thing to do." But it was a, it was actually just a spur of the moment thought because I wanted to see what it looked like <laughs> yeah. under that bestseller um, thingy, and um, and it got the attention of the owners and everyone, and then they come out and. And and wanted to um, uh, to um, buy the book directly from me, and and could they have a copy? Could they take? And so it created a little bit of buzz there yes. in the airport, yeah. major. But yeah. like, it's those fun things that you can actually do that promote your yeah. book. Um, yeah. And working in conjunction with your publisher, that's how you create a bit of. Yes. Um, yeah momentum around your story because you, right. like you yeah. said Jennifer and, and Kez you know this you put your heart and soul into that book between the, yeah. the the all the steps that you have to 
to go through the writing and the editing and the formatting. Like formatting drives me crazy. Like I, it just about undid me. Mm. <laughs> about no, I don't bother well, with that. I haven't got the time or the patience. <laughs> so I leave that to my publisher. But I, you know, I will say this last night. Last night I was um, interviewed by the local radio and they said to me, I was so embarrassed, do you have your book with you? And I went, no, because <laughs> I'd run out. So it was like ringing, ringing my publisher who only lives 20 minutes from me like, um, um, can you get a book down? And she went, no, we've actually run out. You're on second edition. And I thought, well, that's lovely, but the people that wanted to buy it. I couldn't, I couldn't give it to them. So take your book with you. Have it in your coat yeah. pocket, in your bag, yeah. wherever. Already signed. It's yes. so important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, another thing. I, you go, sorry, Tony. Oh, I was just going to say the other thing I did was take the book with me when I travelled overseas and leave it in the hotel rooms when I left, and yeah. put a little note inside. If you find this book, this is my gift to you read and enjoy and um who knows what happened to them the queen has got them Um, that's what happened to them (laughs) (laughs) yeah i have an author who leaves a um book in coffee shops with a note in it um you know this is a gift to you just as tony does but yeah she uses coffee shops and she travels far and wide or she used to yes um before covid (laughs) So her book is everywhere, <laughs> in coffee shops somewhere, or or someone's picked them up. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, she's yeah. yeah, to do that. Great with, ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you know, yeah, people were reading her story. Yeah, it's fabulous, Jennifer. I'm, I'm remembering these tips, ladies. The borders <laughs> are not going to be up forever. <laughs> oh, I love Tony's one at the airport. I'm so going to do that. <laughs> Fun because you yes, used to be like yeah. a little kid in a candy store sneaking around, making sure that I was watching. And I just had, like, imagine if you did that with Michael's book. Imagine if you did that with, you know, Michael's book in it, you know, the airport speaker. Not that we're traveling, of course, like that's the, the thing, but we will be able to travel again yeah. eventually yeah. when it happens. Yes. Plan yes. yes. for the future. I agree. Yes. So, I'm um, let Jennifer, Kim ask the next question. What are your plans for Jennifer Sharp? What are your plans for the future? Are there anything else we're going to go into? Publishing, writing? What are your plans? Um, plans for me? Yeah, I actually miss writing. I've been doing a lot of mm. article writing, which has been great um, for Brains Magazine and um, Motivate Magazine. They're both yeah. online magazines, but um, I've really enjoyed the process of article writing, but I really miss writing um, picture books. And mm. yeah. my first romance book, Emerald Rose, I just did that because someone told me I couldn't, so I dug my heels in and went, yes, I can. <laughs> Go, Jennifer. <laughs> like, holding, <laughs> like holding that red flag <laughs> in the corner. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I actually enjoyed it. Now, that was a few years ago now. Um, so, I, yeah, I'd like to try that again. Um, and I'm, I'm currently publishing a, a 
couple of little novellas um, by mm. P.L. Harris, um, Librarians, The Librarian's Curse has just come out and, and then there's another two following, um, little romance stories with a touch of mystery. Nice. Mm. And I'd like to attempt something like that. So, you know, because, yeah, writing I actually miss. I, I think yes. I've been really focusing on the publishing and the coaching yeah. that I haven't left time for me, but I need to find yeah. that time for me. Yeah, yeah, it yes. is yeah. to get that back. Yeah. So that's something that I'm going to prioritise in the future when right. I finish off some other projects. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And I'm also currently working on um, a podcast with my daughter. So oh. we, have, we haven't started that yet. You know, Jessica's a bit like, oh, I want to do this, but I don't want to do that, you know. like Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yes. Kicking in and, um, she's young and she's changing careers and, you know, and um, so, yeah, it's giving her a little nudge and, yeah, we can do this, we can do this. And yes. <laughs> um, yeah. so, yeah, that, that will be, she will be leading it. Um, I'm just, I guess, helping her along. But it's something that's really exciting and it's something where we can both combine our passions. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, Yeah. hopefully I'll be able to talk about that a little bit more soon. Fabulous, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I guess that, yeah, they're my two priorities for me at the moment, for me personally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jennifer, sorry. I was going to the next question I was going to ask is around um, what advice you would give to any writer starting out? Any writer starting out? Um, gosh, lots. <laughs> yeah. I just do I it. Asked that question, I thought, oh, my gosh, that's a lot of. <laughs> yes. yes, yes, just do um, it. Initially, just do it for you. Don't worry about anyone else. Yes. Just do it for you. Um, don't try and be perfect. That's a really hard mm-hmm. one for writers. They like every I dotted and every yeah. full stop in its mm-hmm. place. Getting them to write a paragraph without a full stop is really hard. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Once they get into the flow, and you would understand this, case, maybe. Yeah, um, no, I don't use full stops. Once you get into what? the flow, you can write a whole page and then you go back yeah. and read it and think, and then you'll put the full stop in like, oh, I miss that, I miss that. And it's because you're yes. into it. You're yes. really into yes. it and you're getting your thoughts out. You're doing that brain dump. So, yeah, my, one of my biggest advices is drop the perfectionism. Harder said than done, and, you know, I will always acknowledge that. Um, That's something I have to consciously tell myself all the time, even in just writing the articles. It's, uh, you know, it's only for me, that initial bit's only for me, so, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, But, yeah, that's so hard. So, yeah, my advice, just go for it. Um, don't be perfectionist, you know. That's what the editors are for. That's what the proofreaders yeah, are for. That's yeah. right. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, and, and just write for you. Just write for you. Mm. Just tell your story your way through your eyes, um, you know, and then see what happens. That's that's where the yeah. magic happens. That's yeah. right. 
Yeah. 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 So if you, had a, right you. if you had the opportunity to take the younger Jennifer aside and have a cup of tea with younger Jennifer, what would you say <laughs> to your younger self? Uh, oh, don't be so scared. Just <laughs> don't don't be so scared of, you know, everything I tell my authors. It's okay to be vulnerable. Yeah. Don't be scared. Mm. You know, you'll always have your critics. We grow up being criticised. You know, you criticise throughout your whole life. If you say something's blue, someone will say it's black, you know. It's just how it is. Mm. Um, You know, these things aren't easy, but, yeah, um, just, you know, the the same as advice as with the the writer, Just, just be you, just do you. Just get on with it, you know. I think, if anything, um, probably more since COVID has taught us is just just advice to give to anyone is just live for today, live in the moment. Don't worry about yesterday. Don't worry about tomorrow. Just be you for the day. Do what you can. Don't sweat the small stuff. Just enjoy you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Think, I think our harshest critics are ourselves. Yes, yes. Our inner critic is the worst, yeah. and so if we can tone down that inner voice just a little bit, yeah, um, and, and stop listening to it. Yeah, yeah, and that's the hardest thing to do. That's that, mm. along with being per, being the perfectionist, they're the two mm. hardest things yeah. to get mm. rid of out of your life. They are always there with us. Yeah, and I think. I think that because they're instilled within us from a very young age. That's right. Yeah. Um, whether it's, you know, parenting or outside influences, schooling, you know, there's yep. a whole lot of factors. Yep. Those things are just, whether consciously or unconsciously, instilled in us and they're the hardest things mm. ever to get mm. rid of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that inner critic is not good. <laughs> yeah. 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 And there is there is a real fear about uh, not being good enough, not writing well enough, yes. who will yep. read my story, who will listen to what I have to say. And you really have to, I think, as a writer, that's probably one of the key lessons that you need to get over uh, sooner rather than later, that you will get negative reviews. You will get people that disagree with you. And so I know um, talking from both Kez and my um, perspective, some of the harshest criticism was from our own families. Uh, in writing what we wrote mm-hmm. about. And so, yeah. gosh, if you can deal with that, then the rest of the world is a breeze because, right. you know, mm-hmm. I, I remember listening to um, Elizabeth Gilbert and and her, um, the, the number of books that she uh, wrote and submitted to publishers before she even got a look in and then she she and she had to change the way that she thought and then when she got her first and she changed that so much that when she got her first uh negative review she actually celebrated that review as um okay i've made it as an author because i've got a negative review i remember thinking 
Gosh, that's a good way of looking at it, isn't it? Because not everyone's going to like what you write and that's, that's okay. Right. Yeah. Most yeah. people will be attracted to you because you're you. They'll be attracted to Kez's writing because she is Kez. They'll yeah. be attracted to Jennifer because you are Jennifer. And that mm. uniqueness is is important to the yes. world. It's important yes. to yeah. humanity. And yeah. so if you're thinking about writing and uh, you're scared, you're going to be scared. Just take a deep breath and, as Jennifer said, do it anyway and yep. make sure you've got people around you to love and support you and yes. a publisher or a publishing process that is as supportive as it can be because going through editing and all the other stages, that can be harrowing for some people, can't it, Jennifer? It can be really mm. soul-destroying for some people. Mm, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've had one author who, when she got her first one star, she mm. called me and said, what do I do, what do I do? And she was in tears. I just said, ignore it. Yeah. I said, how many five stars have you had? It's probably just yes. a troll. <laughs> and she's like, yes. oh, really? Yes. Yeah. How many five stars <laughs> have you had? Oh, 20. How many one star have you had? One. Well, okay. Perspective. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It yeah. was like at the end of the conversation, she'd gone from tears to to being happy. Yes. Like, oh, okay, I'd never thought about it like that. Yeah. So yeah, you know, I think Elizabeth Gilbert's attitude is wonderful to look at it. Yes. You know, to turn it yes. around and go, yeah, I made it as an author because I've got that one star. People are paying That's attention. Right. Yeah. I've got that one yeah. star. Yeah. Um, yeah, and. Because, yeah, the journey is harrowing. And when you get that one star, mm. oh, you get deflated so quickly. Like Knocks you, go you around. Being, you know, from being over the moon to being yep. just, yep, you fall down in yes. your heat. You know, it's that roller coaster ride constantly. Mm. And that is so yeah. hard to deal with emotionally. Yeah. But if you've got that little support base, just a few people around Definitely. you who can yep. get you through that. That is so important. Block yeah. out the other noise. Block out those other 100 people who are giving you their own personal advice. Have that small group of two, three, four people who you know you can rely on, to be honest. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, and to get you through that because, yeah, it is damn hard. It's really hard. It does mm. knock you around. <laughs> yeah. It does. It does, yeah, yeah. Some of those, you know, that, that first review of mine was like a personal attack on my integrity versus yeah. the actual writing. And mm. so it was incredibly difficult to deal with at the time. But I look at it now and go, whatever. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, if that's what you think, fantastic. Thank you so much for your words. Um, <laughs> and that's it. That's all you've got to do. Just yep. thank yeah. them for taking the time to write a review um, because at least they're talking about your book and yep. at least they're <laughs> drawing attention to your book. Even if it's hard to take, you just got to suck it up, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. and I don't, yeah. you do. It's part of the process, yeah. isn't it? Like, yeah. yeah, it becomes less about the book and more about the person you become 
on the yes. other side of public. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Girl. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. It, you have to suck it up. It it's you know, the naysayers <laughs> will always be there. But if you look at it as like yeah. you said, at least they've taken the time mm. to have a look I at it. I ask yes. my any of my authors that come for coaching, I do say to them, there's two words I want you to write in your in your journal book, and that is famous or infamous. I don't care which one I get because people yeah. are reading my book. I mean, if, yeah. it's, a, if yeah. it's a bad review, yeah. people are going to pick it up and think, well, um, this wasn't so bad after all. Or if you're famous, <laughs> yeah. you know, as we know, people will line up, but they will also line up if you're infamous. Just get the book out yeah, there and enjoy it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's why I tell, you know, authors, writers, just do it. Just, yeah. just do it. Yeah. 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 Feel you know, the fear and do it anyway. Yes, that, that will live with us for a long time, <laughs> won't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, yeah, it's, I, it, that's important. As much as we laugh about it, um, because yes. it's a term that's probably overused, it's a really true yes. True thing. Yes. Yeah. 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 It is. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's if, you know, about, yeah. well. if our um, listeners wanted to get hold of you, where yeah. would they where would they go to? Um, they can either um, message me on Facebook or LinkedIn, um, mm. or just um, email me at uh, hello at daisylanepublishing um, I, I think um, I think Tony puts the details on after the interview, don't you, Tony? The details yeah. go on. I, I put the the details go up everywhere. They're on RadioTony.com. Payers listening live, and we'll post them in the live contents, uh, the live comments <laughs> while we're yeah. talking as well. So if you're yeah. um, watching live now, you'll see those uh, uh, details pop up into the chat boxes on all the different platforms. Um, Jennifer, you've got a special um, for anyone listening um, yep. at the moment. Have, are you still happy to talk about that special? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think throughout the month of August, because we're now at the end of July. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've just looked at that and gone, oh, June, no, that has to be August. <laughs> I know. Um, Throughout the month of August, yeah, I'm taking um, 20% off all packages, both publishing and coaching packages. So if people want to have a look um, or if people want to chat to me about that, what I offer um, in both, um, I'm always up for a conversation, love having a talk, love meeting and talking with you people. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. So if they just want to contact me through either Facebook or LinkedIn Messenger or email. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. I don't know what my address is or Facebook. That's okay. I'll be yeah. up in the in the comments. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I was going to say is that your um, Daisy Lane Publishing is it's not just publishing. You do offer the coaching and mentoring as well. Um, it's yeah. kind of yeah. part and parcel of what you do. So if someone yes. um, has an idea around a book, they can actually just ring and uh, make an appointment with you to talk through the concept of a book yes. as well. Yeah. Yeah. I know yes. that Kez 
Kez does this as well, that people will connect with Kez and talk through the concept of a book. And sometimes it's just having the courage to voice your ideas to that third person to go, well, actually, that's pretty good concept for a book or perhaps you could do X, Y, Z and just have that expertise right from the get-go and don't think that you have to be alone because there's um, Jennifer uh, does what she does so she can take you from concept right through to the publication of the book and Kez can also talk you can talk through a concept with her and see where it fits but their advice is from years of experience Jennifer you've been publishing for quite some time now um Kez you've been um writing for a long time now you're an international bestseller so your advice as well around the publication or writing a book either um of these wonderful women that we have on the show today will be able to give you some sort of advice and 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 help you in some way don't think that you can't reach out to someone and talk about look i've got this burning Mm. idea for a book but i really don't I'm really not sure if it's, you know, what to do with it. And then Jennifer, mm-hmm. for instance, can say, well, okay, let's talk about that. I'll I'll get you through the first part and you don't have to necessarily be an expert. You can actually yeah. just start yeah. with an idea, yeah. can't you? It's a creative I, process. Yeah, I think that's where a lot of writers get put off. They think they have to have an idea. They think it has to be viable. They think it, you know, the idea has to be great or no one's, you know, going to want to look at it. It's all those vulnerabilities that we talk about. But once you actually sit down and talk about it, oh, yeah, that is relevant. That's It's okay to think that. It's okay to think of it differently. It's okay to put your thoughts out there even though it might be, you know, the, the minority and not the majority, mm. you know, and, yeah, and sure. you talk them through that yep. process and, and they go, oh, okay, I can do this. <laughs> yeah, you can. Yes. yes. Um, you know, and 80% will go on and write. You, you will always get those who yeah. don't, who hesitate too much. And yeah. maybe the time's just not right for them, but the 80% will go, yeah. oh, yeah, I can do this. And, and you yeah. talk them through how to just start off with an idea, how to turn mm. that idea into chapters and how to, you know, even if it's just one yeah. sentence chapters, you know, you go through the yeah. planning stages with them and they can see, you know, you can tell when the penny drops yeah. in and they can see, oh, yeah. yeah, you know, that when it's all set out, you know, you help them set yep. it out yes. through that initial planning and they're kind of like, oh, wow, yeah, I can do this. And it's very, it's, it's a very creative growth yeah. thing yeah, to do. Is. And the other thing is some people just write for their gar- their grandkids. Yeah. Some yeah. people just want to write their story to mm-hmm. give yeah. to the family members and yeah. it's a wonderful process. Now, my lovely ladies, I'm just being reminded that I am completely out of time and once (laughs) again I've talked through our time limit. You've been listening to Radio Tony, our conversation with Kez and our glorious Kez Wickham St. George and the beautiful Jennifer Sharp from Daisy Lane Publishing. 
Don't forget, if you're thinking about writing a book, jump on to Daisy Lane Publishing and talk to Jennifer about your thoughts. That, my beautiful ladies, is our lot for this week. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode of A Conversation with Kez. Bye, Kez. Bye, Jennifer. Bye. Bye, Jennifer. Bye. Bye.